Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. Welcome back to the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And we've got a phenomenal guest with us, Wes Schaefer, the Sales Whisperer, is here with us. And we're talking about a couple of things, how to keep the humanity in sales and really blend the new school and the old school in such a way that focuses on the sales and not the technology. So Wes has a really interesting background in both the software and tech side, but also just the human side of actually getting the deal done and closing the sale and working with actual human beings uh, and has a very, very good, I think, perspective that we all need to hear. And we're also going to talk about some simple actionable things to where if you are uh, thinking about investing in a new CRM, which I know a lot, we've all been there, right? We've all had that question. Uh, we all get that question asked of us a million times uh, in Facebook groups. We see it all over the place. What's the best CRM for me? We're going to talk about that because Wes is one of those guys that helps people really find and zero in on what their best CRM is, not for the tech but for what actually helps them get more deals, close more sales, and increase the bottom line. So with all that being said, Wes Schaefer, welcome. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super pumped. So unfortunately, Greg Harrelson couldn't be with us today for various reasons. So it's going to be me and you, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, but I know Greg, if we were here, would have a lot to say about it because as as many of the audience might know, Greg is a big Infusionsoft guy. Uh, Wes, you're super deep. You, you can go really deep into Infusionsoft, and, you, and a lot of times you end up helping people uh, find the right CRM, including Infusionsoft. So you've done a ton of work in that space, but fill people in just uh, a little bit else about your background. How did you get to where you're at now and hosting the podcast and writing books about sales? Man, when I got out of the Air Force in 97, I mean, I just jumped right into sales. I had a wife. Um, we had a young son, another one on the way. And, you know, she's been home for 23 years helping raise our seven kids. So, uh, <laughs> Holy cow, man. Whatever I do has to work, right? None of this yeah. theory, none of this, oh, let's let's try something for a little while and see. No. It uh you know, if I invest a dollar in, in something on Monday, it needs to come back with friends by Friday. Okay. You know, and so and I've always had just that really practical approach to things anyway. Uh mm. literally going back to high school, um, my uh, ninth grade ancient world history teacher. Um, Mr. Bob Mabry, we're still friends on Facebook, actually, but he used to, uh, I, I had veto rights on topics that we discussed uh, on test review day. So I was like, really? if it's sitting on the test tomorrow, I don't want to talk about it. You know, uh, I was living in <laughs> Houston, I had a long commute to a private school downtown, and I was playing football. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's like I needed every minute to be efficient. So even at 14 years old, I was like, if it doesn't make sense, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? And so I've applied that to my, to my approach to sales uh, and growing my own business. And um, that brings us here to today. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, and the cool thing, so you, you mentioned, you know, before we went live, you mentioned a little bit about how you've come full circle, right? So you've been really deep in, in the, both the marketing automation, sales automation, kind of tech world, which a lot of people are very, you know, in the audience are probably very fascinated with, you, you know, anybody that's watching or listening, Either you're on Infusionsoft or you've thought about it or you know somebody that is, you know, Greg Harrelson is, uh, or you, you know, people that are on active campaign, uh, and all these other systems. And if you don't already have one, we, you know, you've, you've thought about jumping into that game. So, Wes, you've kind of come full circle to the point where, like, all the tech tools are awesome and their capabilities are fantastic, but you've really come back to where you're helping people just 
integrate that into a system that works for them and actually gets more sales where the emphasis is on the human being part. And I want you to just kind of share kind of what your perspective is and where that's leading you um, and how that practical mindset is really manifesting right now. Yeah, all those tools out there uh, can help you as long as you use them. You know, mm-hmm. people think it's kind of like that you buy a, a treadmill and within a week, it's really just a place to hang your laundry. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not going to get in shape just because you own a treadmill, you know, and you're not going to sell more just because you. Yeah, but what if it's a Peloton? I mean, what if it's a really nice treadmill? <laughs> Those, I mean, it may help you like get the um, the emotions flowing. Maybe you get you know the yeah. serotonin and whatnot. Uh, maybe yeah. you feel a little better, the endorphins, just by looking at it. So it mm-hmm. might help you a little bit more, but still, you won't reach your goals. I'm just saying, man, that's reality. <laughs> you got to use the thing. Right? You got to use it right. Yeah. And most people, you know, I, I've worked with these tools for a long time. People still call it confusion soft. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, look, you know, I'll sit down with them. And I have a whole thing on my website called process before login and nobody documents their, their work. I'm working with a private client right now. I just wrapped up a call with him before we hopped on this uh, very successful uh, commercial realtor. And he's, he, he has Salesforce. He has Apto. You know, he's paying for all these tools. He, he's paying an admin to enter data into Salesforce, but he's not using Apto and I just sat there with Tim and built out just in a Word document an outline. Like, what do you want to have happen? You have long-term prospects, mid-term prospects, and active leads. Mm-hmm. How often do you want to reach out to a long-term prospect? You know, we, we forget there's a human being on the other end of the screen. Feed them like a human being. Understand what's going on. You know, Carly Simon wrote that song, You're So Vain. You know, you probably think the song is about you. Uh, you know, Alanis Morissette, you know, jagged little pill talking about the her boyfriend. Right. She got dumped. They're writing about specific human beings. And those songs, you know, 10 years later, 40 years later, still resonate because they spoke yep. to human nature, which never changes. Yep. OK. And so if you can understand your prospects, get inside their head. Uh, you know, Robert Collier talked about that. You know, we must enter the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect. If you're clear on that, then pretty much any tool will work. You know, I always use the example. It's like if if Tiger Woods showed up in my house right now and said, hey, you know, five dollars. Let's go play. And and he, and he used my wife's golf clubs. Right. And I get to use mine. He would beat me. You know, because it's not the tool. It's it's the user. Oh, yeah. He'd miss some shots, probably take him a hole or two to figure it out. But he would figure it out and he would beat me. So because he has the process, because he has the skill set, because he has the abilities in sales. Our our skill set is understanding the human being, having empathy, having the knowledge and the wisdom to go two and three and four levels deep. Like, why is that important? Why is that important? Like, like increasing sales. Somebody would say, well, it's obvious. Everybody wants to increase sales. No, it's not. Not everybody does. Some people are retiring. Some people just want to kind of coast. You know, yeah. I've got one client. It's kind of maddening. They're happy with 3% growth per year. Hmm. 
You know, I'm like, I want to get you a 30% growth per year. Right. You know, it's an older couple. They've had their business 15 years. They're doing some philanthropy type work, philanthropic. Uh, and as long as the business just kind of grows and they, their people stay employed, they're happy. But it's like, why? What do you want to do with, with um, your, your philanthropic work, right? What if we grow that and gives you more money? So you got to get deeper and deeper and deeper than the surface level to really get to the truth. So if you understand that, if you uh, always, you know, seek the truth, even if the truth is I don't want to do business with you or it's not the right time right now, that's fine. I'd rather know that earlier than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but you can only get to the truth if you treat your prospects the way they want to be treated, treat them differently. You know, all if you sound and act like your competition, you're going to be treated like them. You're going to be put in a corner and then you're going to be asked for a proposal and you're going to ask to sharpen your pencil and it's just, it's a mess for everybody. Yeah. Done. Uh, so speaking of kind of getting into the mind of the, the prospect, I'd love to get into the mind of, of the people that are on the receiving end of this podcast and the, the, the types of people that reach out to you. So the high producing salespeople, especially the ones that are, so if they're listening to a podcast like this and you want to go from agent to entrepreneur, like you're already in the mentality of, well, I want to get to the next level, whatever that is. So they're selling, Let's say they're selling 7,500 homes a year, or they've got a team of five or 10 people. Each of those are doing some sales. They're still, they're still involved in sales. They want to get to the next level. That's usually when most people think about, okay, I've got this, you know, I've got this, this other CRM, or I've got some tech, and I've got some tools, but everything's kind of scattered. And I'd really rather consolidate everything into one place. So that's kind of the, like the thinking process, right? That goes through most of the minds of, of the people that are listening. So what are, let's say two or three maybe myths or misconceptions that you run into with those types of folks that we can just kind of clear up and right off the, right off the bat. Well, getting back to, you know, that process before law again, mm-hmm. um, you have to detach and that's really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I was first learning how to golf, um, that's when I learned, you know, the form follows function. You know, my golf pro was like, after you hit the ball, especially if it's a bad shot, take a second before you slam your club in the ground and break it over your knee and throw it in the bushes. Analyze where you are. Are you falling forward? Are you falling backward? Is your grip really tight? Is your hand coming off the club? Because form follows function. The function is I got a big slice. The function is I got this big snap hook. What's my form at the end? Am I falling backwards? Whatever. Then I can start to break it down and kind of fix my own swing, even though if you ever golf, it's pretty dang hard. But when you're on, when you're out there and you're playing, you know, 25 cents a hole and you're amped up because you want to beat your buddy, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't go to a golf pro and fix it. Yeah. You got to start to analyze yourself. So the same thing, how can you detach, take notice of what's going on? What did you say? How was the appointment set? How, um, did they did they arrive on time? Did all the decision makers show up? Once you start to see trends, then you can start to break it down. You can accelerate and accentuate what's working and then adjust or remove what isn't working. Then you have a process. Then you can put it down on paper. And it literally has to be on paper. Okay. Yeah. It, can be digital, it can be digital paper. It can be a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'll use big moving paper, those big rolls. Uh, 
when we moved years ago, removers left one. And so the kids yeah. would color on it every now and then, but I'd rip off a big sheet, lay it on my dining room table and start to write out workflows and different things. Because if you can visualize it, then the software that you need will start to make sense. That's why I call it process before login. Mm -hmm. understand your process. Now, when you start to look for software and you're like, well, I need SMS integration because I want to send text reminders. I need social media integration. And, you know, I'm using this particular platform. I'm using Instagram more now or whatever. Does this work? Can it post Instagram? Blah, blah, blah. So once you have your process, then, then you start shopping for your software. Then you'll get the right thing. Just like having a grocery list when you go shopping. If you go when you're hungry and you're just winging it, yeah. You buy a bunch of junk, you overbuy stuff you don't need, and you forget the important things. Same yeah. thing with your software, right? So map this stuff out. Unplug, you know, sit down with, with pen and paper and write out what it is you want to do. And if it takes a little time, that's fine. But that, that detaching is hard. That's why, you know, it, is. Golf, it runs counter. You, see, you know, yeah. three or four swings, golf pro's like, I know what's going on with you. Why? I've been trying to fix this for a year. Yeah, on your own. <laughs> right. An outsider can fix it, in, you know, in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the detachment is hard. And what's interesting about it is, so the, the idea of process before login, it, it, is, um, it is logical. It's also completely counter to how most of us make decisions and how we grow our business, which is we are presented with an opportunity by a tool that comes along, uh, someone that writes a blog post, one of our friends posts in a Facebook group, or we just flat out get cold called, cold emailed, or we see a Facebook ad. So we get an opportunity put in front of us to go, hey, if you do this, you'll get X, Y, and Z. Like, awesome. I want X, Y, and Z. I want more sales. Let's do it. Uh, and so we're, we're already off to the races with the wrong thing, right? We've already decided on the tool before we even decide what we even want to use the tool to accomplish. It's like right. going into Home Depot and going, hey, man, that's an awesome circular saw. I don't really know what I'm going to build. Maybe a deck. Meh. Maybe in addition to the house, but I know I'm going to buy that circular saw. Now the question is how I'm going to use the saw. Well, that's, it's entirely, uh, you know, bass backwards, uh, to use the phrasing, but, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's the wrong way to look at it. So I love the fact that it, like when you have someone that comes to you and says, look, you know, I, I, I need this, I need this tool. I need the CRM. Uh, we were, we talking about a little bit before we jumped on live. It, what a, like one of the directions your conversations end up taking is that the, you realize and help them come to the realization that they don't actually need the tool they think they do. Right. And often they don't need as complicated or complex or as big a tool as they think they need. Like right. a lot of times our, our eyes are way bigger than our stomach, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, so I think it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's not easy, but one of the things I love about guys like, like you and Greg, guys like Greg Harrelson that have built very successful businesses it's, it's that skill set of detaching. You mentioned that. Um, I think Sam Carpenter calls it like getting outside and above, right? So you take whatever you're doing, get outside and above it so you can look down on it the way somebody else looks at it from the outside, which is extremely difficult, but necessary. And then you talk about like looking at what's the ideal first and then figuring out, okay, now that I know what the ideal is, now that I know what the process is, now I can go find the tool that helps me deliver the ideal. Yep. Right. And that's that's what I see really successful people doing. So uh, let's talk about, um, you know, just just getting enough technology to actually make the sales process. So so how do you help people kind of map out their sales process to figure out, like, where are the gaps where a tech tool would actually help versus just be overwhelming and, and you know, get them off of off track? Yeah, well, the biggest thing is just like I was mentioning, just 
forcing them to write things down. They, they think there's this big magic pie in the sky that they're just missing that one secret. And, and mm-hmm. it's really not, it's really just getting back to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, like talking about golf, you know, they say the biggest difference between a pro and an amateur is how well they play within 150 yards of the hole. So yeah, it's nice if you can hit it 350 yards off the tee, but you know, when you're 120 yards out, can you put it on the green and two putt or even right. one putt? You know, my my four-year-old daughter can hit the ball on a putting green pretty much the distance of any putting green. So it's not mm-hmm. a physical thing at that point. It becomes mental. Yeah. And if you watch, watch basketball, you get these great athletes, people triple team fading away, one-handed. Boom, they make this shot. And you're like, I can never make that shot in a million years. Yeah. But then you have them stand still. Everybody just move away, let me shoot a free throw, and they mess up because they're right. thinking about it. Right? And then yeah. they, they psych themselves out. So sports and life is 90% mental. You know, So what are you doing? How are you connecting? Uh, and, and very few people spend that time to get that deep to understand. You know, when, when I work with clients, one of the first things we do is build out a buyer persona. So just like, you know, Carly Simons, you're so vain, right? Who is this love song or this hate song? You know, who's this love story we're writing to? Is it a boyfriend? Is it a girlfriend? Is it a CEO? Is it an IT director? Is it, is it an operations manager? Are they working on the, on the shop floor? What are, what are their concerns? Is it endurance? Is it, is it support? Is it interoperability? Right? Once we know what makes them tick, then we write the story. Then it's like, okay, how do we deliver it? You know, that one client I saw about that only wants to grow 3%, they're in a very blue-collar industry. You know, their prospects are not on social media. They're quite often, they're behind a forklift loading pallets on trucks in the warehouse as often as they are at their desk. Gotcha. Okay, so how do we reach that person? So they didn't need any more technology. They needed better processes and sequences, scripts, direct mail pieces and a proper mm-hmm. cadence, right? Reach out to them once a week, you know, send, leave my voicemail, send an email, send a letter two weeks later, do it again. Yeah. You know? So are you willing to get that mundane? You know, everybody's trying to do mm-hmm. artificial intelligence and chat bots and, you know, retargeting and everything else. And, and that's fine to a degree, but what happens when the phone rings? <laughs> that is a great point and a great line. Yes, you're 100% right. Yeah, I mean, Har- Harrelson has talked about it a million times on the show because he comes from a cold call prospecting background. You, you never, the, like the one key thing about that is no matter what, what automation comes along, at some point, you still have to be able to get somebody on the phone, whether you would consider it cold or warm or whatever. It's all the same skill set of once you're on the phone with that person, can you identify the needs? Can you work them down the phone to the point where they say yes and everything? Basically, all the other all the other stuff you mentioned, stuff like chatbots and artificial intelligence, which is all awesome and it's cool and whatever. But essentially, like the the way that I see it is, we've just we just keep tacking layers onto the top of the funnel. The bottom of the funnel is still the same. Get them on the phone, get them in person, close the deal. And if yeah, if we ignore that part of the funnel because we spend all of our time in the chatbots and AI, we'll have a lot of leads and not very many sales. Right, and and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to be a little hard to get. I mean, even even before I started my own business, and I was still in corporate America, 
Mm-hmm. I stopped answering my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't life or death. Now, you know, real estate, it can be a little different. You may have to pick that, pick the phone up on that first ring. It doesn't mean you have to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? I can answer okay. real quick. You know, Wes is, you know, super duper real estate. You know, hey, I'm calling about that house on one, two, three Main Street, whatever. Hey, oh yeah, it's a great property. Uh, may I have your name, Matt? Okay, Matt, is this the best number to reach yet? I'm I'm finishing up uh, a message for a client. If you can give me five minutes, I'll call you right back and I'll have that information at my fingertips. Because mm. I need time to kind of get in the zone, right? Just like in sports, like in golf. You know, they have a three foot putt. They'll line it up and do their whole routine just like it's a thirty three foot putt. LeBron James has the exact same routine when he's shooting a free throw. We got to get in the zone. If I'm sitting here, I got dual screens right now. I got my iPad. I got my iPhone. I got paperwork here. I got a book I want to finish. I got a webinar that I'm preparing and a phone call comes in. Oh, yeah, I'm on my game. Bull crap. You are not on your game. <laughs> okay. They, yeah. they, you know, LeBron James isn't like walking up through the tunnel in his suit. And the, did you see those shorts they're wearing now? How is that a suit? That's crazy, but I digress. They don't pull him in with dress shoes and a suit. Here's the ball. Go ahead and make a shot real quick. And this one yeah. counts. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> hell no. I'm going to get taped up. I'm going to get rubbed down. I'm going to take some laughs. I'm gonna, my trainer's mm-hmm. going to stretch me. I'm going to hydrate. Yeah. I got this, you know, certain routine. Now I'm ready. So even if you have to answer the phone, and I get it, you do sometimes in some businesses, you don't have to have that conversation right then and there. Yeah. Learn to take control of the conversation. Okay. Uh, and in sales, you know, whoever is asking the questions is in control of the conversation. Yeah, man, I'm calling about that house. What's the square footage? Uh, how long has it been on the market? Has title research been done? What about termite inspection? What's the zoning there? How big is the HOA? Is there a Melarus tax? What is the tax rate there? You know, how old is the roof? Does it have solar? You know, you're just like, bam, 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 <laughs> just getting punched to death. Yeah. They're in charge of that conversation. Yeah. How can you answer those questions, but then very, um, adroitly right smoothly mm-hmm. turning around on them mm-hmm. uh to take control of the conversation blow things down just like basketball teams start getting all frantic the coach is like slow it down you know, number one 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 go run number one the bay or if it's really crazy they call a timeout They're like calm down fellas you're getting you're, you're playing out of your head relax you know what to do get back to basics Let's make a let's make an easy shot. Get back on defense. Stop them. Make another shot. We're back in the game, right? So, mm-hmm. how can you slow things down in your business? You know, you should not be the anxious one. If the prospect thinks you're hungry, that you're desperate, you won't be able to give it away. Yeah. All right. So make sure you can control the pace. So. So I want to ask you this. This is a little bit off of uh, off of what we're talking about, but I, I want to get into your your brain a little bit, just in terms of how you look at how sales and marketing fits together. And I'll preface it with this: you and I have both seen this a lot coming from like you being in the marketing technology world. Uh, you've seen a lot of people that come from that end that don't really understand the sales process, and so they come at it looking to maximize the technology. Then you have the other side that is so concerned with the sales, they don't really see where technology can actually support and help them. So I'm just curious, like you, you kind of have a foot in each world and are very good at integrating the two of them. I'm just curious, like 
tell me a little bit about how your brain works and how you see the ideal of how sales and marketing work together to support each other to get the, 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 like the same goal accomplished, if that makes sense. Hopefully that's yeah. a, yeah, I know it's a little broad, but I'm just curious, like how, what are some of the things, like how does your brain work and, and the one, two or three, just kind of how you think about how to address that, that problem. Most people regret asking me how my brain works. So I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. Uh, Julie noted. You brought this on yourself. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. What I tell people is, you know, great marketing makes sales easy, but great selling makes great marketing possible. Okay. McDonald's uh, does not have salespeople. They have order takers. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have great marketing. You and I, though, and probably all of your listeners have a lower budget than McDonald's, right? right. We can't get a NASCAR. Yeah. We uh, don't have a blimp. We don't have every bus and, and bench and cab, you know, in the city. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between McDonald's and cold calling, we have to get some marketing going. Uh, and so you have to understand, um, again, where is your customer? Uh, like my, my clients in, uh, that wants to grow just a little bit, their customer's not on Snapchat. Their customer's not on Facebook. So it doesn't make any sense to market there. Social media marketing will not help them right now. Yeah. Uh, so getting into the, the mind of the prospect, understanding the conversation going on in their minds will help you understand where to market and that marketing could be a direct mail piece. Um, maybe you understand what conferences they go to, what trade magazines they read. That's where you place an ad. Uh, and because maybe they aren't big tech people, the call to action is to, is to call, you know, call our office, get our free report. Well, we'll mail it to you, you know? So, but within marketing, you're still selling. You know, most writers, you know, they'll tell you that they'll spend the bulk of their time working on the headline because yep. that's a sale. Yep. You know, I'm selling to get your attention, to get your time, to have you stop doing whatever it is you're doing and focus on my article, focus on this, you know, this column that I just wrote. So what's the purpose of the headline? To get you to read the first sentence. What's the purpose of the first sentence? To get you to read the second sentence. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of the column? What's the purpose of that email? To, to instill an emotion, bring up an emotion, and then have you take a definitive action. If there's no call to action, then no action is taken. So the marketing is done. It's put in the right place to elicit the right response, to elicit the right action, and the action is to further the sale. Right. And so the sale may be they just opt in for something. Well, now I know I got a list of 10,000 people, but 1,000 opted in for step number two. OK, now I'm going to nudge those 9,000. Hey, here's what you missed. Oh, by the way, it goes away July 1st. Then the 1,000 it's like, hey, here's step number two. Here's why you should take the next action. So I'm going to speak to them differently. It's just like dating. You know, it's very much in line with dating. It's a courtship. Yeah. You know, the questions that I ask, how I engage, you know, do I ask for your number? You know, do I touch your hand when we meet? Do we hug? You know, when's the right time for the first kiss? All of those are, are little baby steps along the, the relationship. 
So you got to think of humans the same way, right? And so the marketing is that broad appeal. And then the sale is what is, is the conclusion, right? That's, that's the wedding, you know, but again, most people, if you've ever been married, you know that the wedding is not the end. It's really the, it's the beginning of just a new relationship. Right. So work, the work really starts now because now you can't call it off. (laughs) Well, and that's the difference between selling like professional services versus selling products. Right. Is the yeah, the the worst, the more we screw up in the courtship process, it it comes out around to bite us in the butt during the the, the marriage. And we actually have to work and provide the service. Yeah. And that's where rookies make the mistake of, of thinking that the sale is the end goal. You know, right. I, I have um, I call it ABCDE. You know, you, you attract, then you bond, then you convert the sale, close the sale, but then you deliver. You deliver that wow experience. Then you endear yourself to them, and when you endear yourself, then you get referrals and testimonials, and you attract more business. Yeah. So you have to think of it: a, the sale is only the halfway point, and b, it's not a pipeline left to right or a funnel up and down. It's a cycle, right? And it's never ending because if you deliver a wow experience, they'll talk about you. They'll take pictures. They'll share it on social media. They'll give you a five-star review on Yelp. Then you'll attract more business. You know, so you've got to think every step along the way is a little bit of sales. It's a little bit of marketing, you know, so Mm -hmm. they're very much hand in hand, very much. They're two sides of the same coin, but they are the same coin. Okay. You need both to really scale. Yeah, and I love, so the ABCDE, I love that, um, and it's definitely something. I'll, I'll give a quick anecdote, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I was poking around Wes on your website, and speaking of like endearing and just following through and delivering amazing service to the point where people go out of their way to deliver referrals and repeat business. Uh, so I was uh, just poking around on your website the other day and came across a testimonial from a friend of mine, uh, Naomi Twyford, out in Australia. She, oh, uh, yeah, you know Naomi. I do. She's uh, probably just hung out with Glenn Twiddle last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, the great, the great Glenn. Uh, so he was, hey, he was Glenn. in town speaking at, a, at an event. And uh, yeah, I love, love Glenn and Naomi. They're awesome people. Uh, but she had the most amazing testimonial for you. One of the best testimonials I've ever heard for anyone. Uh, just based on her experience interacting with you at one of your events and just how much time and attention, like extra time and attention you gave to the people that were in attendance and making sure that they were set up and had everything that they need and that they, like really pouring into people. Like that is a vid, like that kind of video, and for someone to go out of their way to 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 talk about you for two to three minutes and gush about how awesome you were and how excited they were to like be in this and the start of a like a professional relationship with you. That's not an easy thing to get, but when we do, like it is a it is a side benefit. It's a signal that we've done the right things in that A B C D E process to the point where they're willing to do that, and then that's what then creates the next. You know, a lot of people that are much, much, much easier to skip the A and B and go right to C because right. they've been right. They've been, re, re, you know, recommended by a trusted friend or they already had that experience with you if they're a repeat. Right. right. So I just wanted to point out that, uh, that, yeah, I mean, you, you do a phenomenal job. You practice what you preach. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about uh, just where people can connect with you, where you'd like to send them and how they kind of find out more about you. Um, you know, just go to the sales whisper, the sales whisper.com. Uh, from there, there's, You'll be presented with a pop-up. There's my chat. I mean, there's all kind of free reports. It's a podcast. So 
whatever your flavor is, right? From there, there's a contact us. You can answer some questions and uh, schedule some one-on-one time with me. So uh, it's all right there. Scroll down to the footer. You can find me uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. So whatever, you know, I try to be everywhere uh, that mm-hmm. makes sense for me, all right, yeah. where I can do a good job uh, and where my customers are hanging out. So, you know, don't be a stranger. You'd be surprised at how few people reach out. Yeah, uh, I believe so it. Reach out. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I uh, just want to quickly point out that uh, for anyone that's, uh, that's watching, listening to the, the recording here, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, your favorite podcast you know, device. Uh, make sure to grab Wes's podcast as well, which you can get on the same uh, same places. Uh, leave a rating and a review and, and make sure to call Wes out specifically, thank him publicly uh, for his appearance on the show uh, so he knows yeah, that, that uh, you enjoyed his episode and the other people know to go listen to that one specifically. Uh, and then you can always go, as far as the podcast, just go to theleveluppodcast.com. You can get all the back episodes, the YouTube videos, uh, links to you know out to iTunes and all the different places where you can subscribe. So with that being said, Wes, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, exactly what I had in mind. I know people took a ton of value away from it. I hope people connect and, and get kind of into your world. You've got some awesome things coming with, you know, sales training community. And I love your perspective. I think it's very in line with, with what we talk about here on the show of, of really integrating sales and marketing in a way that produces the end result that we want with just the least amount, like just the, the right amount of technology to support the sales process that actually works. And I love, I love that, that keeping the focus on, on what actually drives the bottom line and not what gets industry awards for the coolest implementation of technology. Yeah. Amen. Cool. <laughs> Wes, thank you so much. And everybody, we will see you on the next episode of Level Up. Level Up.